When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. World Gym Australia. Train for the sport you play. Building the next generation of legends. The award-winning seven-seat Kia Sorento. Kia, official partner of the FIFA Women's World Cup 2023. This is Sports Day. Yeah, hello. Welcome to the show, Wednesday night edition. What happened to Ron? How much time till we're on? I can't start without him. Ron. We had another one the other night. Right oh. <clears throat> I'm ready. <laughs> Good evening. I'm Ron Burgundy. Here's what's going on in your world tonight. What do you mean you had another one the other night? You there can't, should, there's there only one. another one there for stepbrothers, best friends. Yeah, I don't know who it is. Don't know. It's your button bar, isn't nah, it? No, it gets polluted by these. Oh, the work experience uh, kid. Uh, Did we just become best friends? Yeah. Yep. <laughs> yeah, we can't use that to open the show. Yeah, you can. No, it doesn't because it doesn't say welcome to the show or anything like that. It doesn't have to. No, it does. People know. I'm, I'm the content manager. <laughs> You're the panel op. That's what you are. Welcome to a Wednesday night edition of Sports Day. No rat. He's done his two days and he is absolutely buggered. Scotty Sattler, Jason Matthews in the chair tonight. Hello to our listeners across the ditch in New Zealand listening through uh, SENZ. Great to have you on board. Uh, the Super Radio Network, our listeners through that great radio network, including 2SM and my favourite radio station. I'll say it over and over and over again until I'm blue on the face. 2HD Newcastle. The fighting city. If there was a city <laughs> that you could compare to Philadelphia, it's Newcastle, right? Really? Yeah, with the fighting city of oh, Philadelphia okay, yeah. and the okay. fighting city of... Yeah. I mean, there is a John statue, isn't there, somewhere on the steps of, of Government House in Newcastle, isn't there? Are you talking about Maddie and Andrew? Uh, well, yeah. And prob- Daniel Johns as well <laughs> from Silverchair. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Uh, anyway, hello to our listeners through 2HD. Uh, 1170 SEN in Sydney, SENQ in Brizzy. 1620 SEN on the Gold Coast. Track stations. You know we've got a brand new track station. A brand new in Rocky. Yeah, I know. I love Rocky. 1611 AM. Criterion Hotel. Yep, and it's the mix grill, right? Best, best mix grill in the world. If any of uh, Anthony Griffin's uh, relatives are listening tonight, mm-hmm. uh, give us a call. 04, no, that's the text. Uh, 1300-01-1170. Or you can text us 0457-736-736. Also, all of those people listening through the SEN app. And however you are listening, we're doing it with thanks to Kia Official Partners, the FIFA Women's World Cup 2023. Geez, they must be excited to be a partner of Sports Day and the Women's World Cup. It's been absolutely amazing. And, of course, World Gym Australia, improving lives through fitness. Want to get involved? The text number about anything, 0457 736 736 for our NZ listeners, double eight double three, the world's greatest text number, uh, or one three hundred oh one eleven seventy. if you want to give us a call. You can get us on Sports Day, SEN on TikTok, SENQ Instagram, and Twitter, Sports Day New South Wales. What a big show tonight, Sats. Do you think Glenn, do you think Glenn, who? One part of the WAC pack, board of director. 
<laughs> do you think um, Do you think he can't wait for like six oh three, and he just goes bang and pushes his text message? What off? do you reckon he does all day? I do, think. Do we know what Glenn Glenda or Glenn? What's he calling himself today? So that's that's my Glenn, phone. What's um, oh, the miso? I think Glenn. Oh, happy birthday too for Sunday. Should I take a call? Glenn wanted to sing happy birthday to you oh, as well. No, I'm fine. It's too late now. It's too late to celebrate your birthday. That was four days ago. Mm. Um, has he been on the text already? Yeah, yeah. He's just saying, uh, g'day, Daddy Vass and all the apprentice. Stuff the interviews and in out of the calls. Believe it or not, I have the best Wacky Wednesday with Glennie only. I'll elaborate later. Can you elaborate after 8 o'clock? <laughs> Can you do that, Glenn? R- ring when... When those bogans are on, Stevie Johnson and Matt McKeldin with uh, the driver's seat. Mm. Mickey G from Woodbury is saying happy on-air birthday, Woogie. Thank you, mate. He also sent me a message on my birthday to say happy birthday, not like you, Rat, or Daddy Vass. No, well, I put it out to the listeners on Monday, and they all agreed that I gave you a um, a very heartfelt, hope you have a great birthday on Sunday and a great weekend, Woogie, on Friday. No. And apparently that was a pass mark. No, it's not. Rat didn't even wish you a happy birthday. He still today no, hasn't wished you, you a happy birthday. We know it's all about Rat. Come yeah. on. Hey, listen, then you, why don't you just do them all on the 1st of January and just get them all out of the way on the one day? Mm. And then you'll never forget anybody's. That's a load of rubbish. Thank you for my gift today, though. Yeah. Hey, um, that's ridiculous, right? Tonight, if you've got one for us, 0457 736 736. This is kind of a that's ridiculous. And I want to I'll throw it. Sat's. You're a lovely, lovely mate, right? And I and I appreciate knowing you. Hmm. Where's and this going? Your dad's memorial match. So I'm going to be very careful here. When the bunnies will be the, very careful. I'm being very careful. Yeah. I'm being very sensitive. Hmm. When the when the bunnies wore the half rabbit. Yes, against Manly. Mm. Hmm. And and we won with the help of the referees that night. It was a wonderful game. You golden point. Golden point. And you said. You, the, on Monday, when you came back to the office here at Sports Day, you gave me a jumper, and it was beautiful, mate. It was one of the playing jumpers. Yep. And you told me that it was signed by, and I'm grateful for it, but you told me it was signed by Cam Murray. No, I didn't tell you. Well, I did tell you, but I actually had evidence that I'd got Cam to sign it also because it was a signed jersey specifically for you by Cam Murray. And I'm very appreciative. Don't take this the wrong way, but my birthday present this year was to go and get that framed. Okay. Went to two framing places. Yep. One person said to me, who's Sam Curry? <laughs> I kid you he not. He played in the 70s. I go, is that? No, that's Cam Murray. They're going, no, I can't see it. Um, now I look at the jersey and I go, that's Sam Curry. <laughs> who's Sam Curry? I don't know. Is that a girl in the, in the front office at South? Don't know. Secondly, you know how much does it cost me to frame that thing? Um, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say four fifty. Five twenty. Okay. And I think you should chip in for the framing because that's like giving a kid a bike with one tire, <laughs> one wheel. Hey kid, you can have the back wheel, get the front one yourself. So you think I should have framed it? I, I, I th- well, I think the fact that you gave me a jersey unframed is Come on, that's ridiculous. Now I don't want to sound ungrateful. But 520 is a lot of money, mate. Well, it's not because it's personally signed to you. By Sam Curry. <laughs> then it becomes priceless. Be honest with me. On the air right now, is it Cam Murray's signature? Yes, it's Cam Murray. I did take advantage of the passing of my father to get a jersey signed for you. 
And, so, I'm a, oh, and I so appreciate that. No, no, I'm, you know I love it. 0457-736-736. Is Woogie a flog? Send an aubergine. <laughs> that's not fair because that's Gus's role mm. on this show. Hey, great topic that um, Daddy's throwing up tonight, and I love this. Harry Kane, the English footballer. English Sp- captain, yeah. And Spurs player, right? He is, He's meant yes. to be playing for Ange, right? He is, yeah. Actually, EPL kicks off this weekend. Does it? SCM will have every... Spurs game live. Oh, wow. So make sure you download the SCN Follow app. the path to Ange. Yeah, that's right. $167 million deal by Bayern Munich. He's knocked it back as a transfer fee. Because he plays for Tottenham Hotspur. Tottenham Hotspurs, yeah. So he, he, there's, he's, he's knocked back $167 million just mm. in a transfer fee. Right. Ange has said – Ange maybe – Convincing him to stay. I, d- I don't know what's going on there, right? Mm. But this is a sport that doesn't have th- – th- there's no salary cap in EPL, is there? No. Zero. I'm led to believe there's not. I if don't it, know if enough it is, about it. it's ridiculous, yeah, right? Mm. Here's the question for you and our listeners. Imagine if the NRL had no salary cap. Well, Who would be the highest Well, the richest player? clubs would get – So the Roosters. Would, would win the comp every year. The Roosters. Roosters. Broncos. Bronx. Okay, if you had no salary cap, who'd be the highest player, highest paid player in the game? Is it right now? Right now? What? Who would be the highest paid paid player? Cam Munster. You reckon? Munster or Cleary? If there was no salary cap and I was in control of a club and they said, go out and get a player and pay him as much as you humanly uh, as humanly possible... I'm saying Munster or Cleary. Yeah. Um, Munster. Well, you got to pick one. You can't. You can't have two. Cleary. Cohen. Daddy Vass says uh, Adam Reynolds. <laughs> surprise, surprise. Right. And here, um, I'd say Reese Walsh. Okay. Yeah. Age. How he's playing. Good looking. Absolute wonderful man bag. Wears pink tights. <laughs> And has his eyebrows manicured. Um, Matt Rogers has been on the text. He's oh. called me a tight bastard. I'm the tight bastard. You couldn't even get me a card or send me a text. I know. And Are you ha- serious? But he has sent four aubergines, <laughs> so, which means you're four, four times flogged. Listen, did you have to say, am I a fl- – what was it, a flogger or a tool? What is mm. it? A flog. Who said you had to frame the jersey? Chris, 56, because it's to preserve – the signature of Sam Curry. No, it's your decision. <laughs> it's I don't your decision to frame. frame. It's your decision to yeah, frame but the that's jersey. That's me looking after it. Yeah. And again, I will say I'm very grateful for it. But five twenty, come on. What's what's two two hundred and sixty bucks to you? You got plenty. Mm. You see, if you would have asked me, I could have got it framed for you. I'm a bit late now. From Icons of Sport in Sydney, great company. What do you reckon? Who would be the highest played, paid player in the game right now? I'm saying Reese Walsh. If there was no salary cap. Zero salary yeah, cap. Yeah, Reese Walsh is a. That's and a I'm, looking at, I'm looking ahead to next year. Okay. You'd lock him up for 10 years at, I don't know. 20? What? He's 20 years of age. Incredible, right? Mm, yeah. I'm still saying Cleary. What about Trell? Yeah, but yeah, I mean. Yeah, but there's an argument at the moment that he's, you know, he's got to get back to a lot of consistency and, and lead his team to a, as a marquee player, as to a premiership. 
Oh, you're on the side of Gus now, aren't you? Hey, by the way, I've got to mention this. Coming up real soon, Ivan Cleary, Penrith Panthers uh, coach, joining us on the show next. We should, should we check in to see how your son's going? At the Panthers? Yeah. No, I won't be asking that question. Are you serious? Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. All right. Craig from Maitland's on the phone. G'day, Craig. Yes, good evening, uh, Jason Scott. Uh, if there was no salary cap in rugby league, Nathan Cleary would be the highest paid player. And, Jason, you're wrong about David Warner. Yeah. I'm wrong about Yeah. Oh, come on. Yeah, no, Craig has said that he will finish his career at the SCG as he wishes. If he makes it to the third test. No, well, he's better on Australian pitches, so mm. he's going to be first And pick. look who we're hey, playing. We're, play- we're playing pie chuckers. Of course he's going to make it. Mm. Yeah, well done. All right, thanks, Craig. Well, Nathan Cleary's probably at the moment in this part of his career, when you look about, if you're talking about no salary cap, highest paid player, he's probably the most complete player where Reese has still got some things in his game and it's natural because he's only 20 years of age. So he's still got some maturing to do, some learning to do. Oh, whereas, mate. whereas he is the complete package at the moment, Nathan. Yeah, oh, he from, is. From a club yeah, perspective. Yeah, no, you're yeah. right. But what about Reese Walsh? After coming back from Origin Camp, after spending some time with Billy Slater. And this is coming from a New South Wales supporter. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. Imagine if he does a, another couple of campaigns, if, if Billy re-signs as the Queenslander. And he, that's, that's no... It's, it hasn't been official yet because it was... He hasn't... No, I think he's still decided. Yeah, on Saturday, there's some, some story came out that he had agreed to re-sign for next year for Queensland. But that's not the case. He still takes a lot of lot into account. Now, Reese Walsh, is, he's got beautiful skin. I don't know whether it's natural what? or whether he uses what? great moisturiser. Uh, moisturiser. But I want to see a photo of him when he's like 32 after 13 seasons of the NRL. Right, you reckon his skin will go to... he look like Cam McGuinness. <laughs> what? No teeth as well. You look at a photo of Cam McGuinness when he was a, like a 19-year-old at South Sydney. He was a backup hooker <laughs> to Isaac Luke. And then he, he had to go to the Dragons because he couldn't get a shot. And he had this beautiful skin. He had these beautiful schoolboy looks. Now it looks like his head's been put through a, a cheese grater. Because that's the way and he his, plays. And his teeth. <laughs> that's the way he plays. He just puts his him. head in a position where a lot of people wouldn't. Mate, he's old school. We need more. We need more like that. If I was a Tigers, I'd be going and buying him yesterday. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, uh, just a couple of texts coming through. Uh, the Penny Panther says Cleary yep. uh, and then sends about 3,000 aubergines. Thanks. Yep. That's a one-week ban. Um, Cobran Estate, premium Australian virgin olive oil. Uh, the good oil, Matilda's, to face France uh, in a quarterfinal Saturday after beating uh, – after France beat Morocco, sorry, 4-0. Uh, so, so Morocco, th- I don't know whether you knew, but Morocco mm-hmm. – where do you think they're ranked in the world? They're, they're quite surprising, actually. I, I think they're higher than the uh, Matildas. Morocco. So Matildas are 10th. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah. Morocco are 72nd. Oh, they're 72nd? Yeah. No. Yep. 72nd in the world. That's a powerhouse footballing nation. That's, a, that's an amazing effort to get through to where they've got through to the final 16. We beat France. Look at me. We beat... <laughs> I'm, it's I'm, France. It's, it's France. Don't jump on the back of Rogers <laughs> and his mate... Phil War, terrible batter. <laughs> that terrible was my joke, mate. That, get your own jokes. Hey, yeah, they no, both but say France. Because they're from rugby. Toffees. Yeah. Mm. But it is France. Francois. Isn't that right? Isn't that how you say it? Francois? I don't know. Anyway, we'll play France mm. uh, on Saturday. We did beat him in the warm-up to the World Cup, by we the did. way. That's so, just a friendly, but that doesn't matter. Yeah, but it was a spiteful friendly. 
as well. So Does that mean it's not so friendly <laughs> if it's spiteful? Or was that a spiteful friendly with I? I can't remember. Anyway, uh, this is going to be a big game. Why aren't the AFL? So in Brisbane on Saturday, and this has been the talk of the town for our Brisbane listeners, mm-hmm. is can the AFL swap the Brisbane Lions game to the earlier game and so that the Brisbane sporting public can see the Lions who are playing a very important game against Adelaide this week. Yep. And then that can go into watching the Matildas. But nothing. Uh, the AFL thinks it's the biggest code in the, in, in the so country. So the AFL is going to go head-to-head at Suncorp, Matil- Brisbane Stadium, yep. at the same time, yep. around the same time. Well, the, the Lions bounce down at 4.35. Three and a half kilometres from each other. Crazy, isn't it? Yeah. And the whole, I mean, if for those who are living in New South Wales and Sydney, the whole whole city of Brisbane is just captivated by the Matils because it's also their home base. Mm. So it's a pretty important clash. It's obviously a sellout, and the lines are, are flying. The Broncos are flying. So do we want to see? Do we want to hear more from Sam Kerr? Yes, <laughs> I saw. I think it was Channel Seven trying to interview the other interview her the other day, and and she didn't say anything. She had a mouth. Underneath the the collar of a shirt, that looked like the media manager was trying to protect her. I mean, I want to hear more from her. Mm. She's, she's. I don't get it. I she's don't. the pin-up girl when it comes to Australia, the the Matildas. But Sats, I don't think there's been a lot of talk from the Australian players at all. And I get it; they're in a World Cup. I get it. But do they let the playing do the talking? Yeah, but you know, a lot of young girls who are playing football or soccer in this country look to people like Sam. Her yeah, but as their hero, right? That's what I'm saying. But she hasn't been playing. Let, well, the other she's players, actually had freedom. The, the other players are letting their playing do the talking, so you, you allow yourself to attach their to their playing ability. But if anything, Sam Kerr has actually had the ability to do some media, mm. and she hasn't. And and I, I'm not bagging her. I just I find it odd that this is the greatest opportunity to promote the game in Australia. I think Sam Kerr had the same responsibility in women's sport in Australia as Ash Barty did. And Ash Barty was amazing. Mm. She was amazing with media. She was amazing on the court. She did all her, you know, talking on the court, as, as you've put it. And I, I, think she, I think she carries the same responsibility as Sam Kerr. And even, say, go way back to Lauren Jackson. They're our greatest female athletes mm. that I can think of, apart from our swimmers. In the, the modern men, era, yeah. Yeah, and, and, and our swimmers are now, you know, forging ahead. Hey, just on swimmers... What about Susie, Susie O'Neill? O'Neill? Broke the world record for the Masters in Fukuoka. Yeah, unbelievable. Yeah. But you're right. Yeah, I, I don't know. I'm probably asking a little bit too much, too much expectation. I think we're used to, well, not at the moment. NRL players aren't talking. But we're, I think we're so, so used to access AFL and rugby league players having a lot of access to them. Mm. They're tangible. You can reach out and they feel like they're real. You know the best? V8 drivers. Absolutely. Cannot agree anymore. They're in the car. They're about to take off at Bathurst and drive for 10 hours or whatever it is. And they're talking. Mm. Like, I just think that's amazing. They're talking to people mid-race. Like, they give incredible access supercars. Incredible. A lot of sports do now because it's what people want. Mm. I mean, I love what the American sports are. I always use as an example. The Dallas Cowboys, a few seasons ago, there was a punch-up at training. Instead of hiding it like the NRL do and our, and, our, and our sports do here, you know what they did? They published it on their social media mm. and on their website and go, players going at it this afternoon means a lot. And I go, how good's that? 
It's brilliant. That's something we've got to get better at. Mm. Rightio, any texts before we go to a break? Uh, yeah, we have got one here. Um, Elvis the Sparky says, tell the tight ass he's a flog. <laughs> what? Yeah. He says he loves, loves, uh, he loves us as well. Now, Kenny says, Harry Kane didn't knock back the $170 million. The Spurs owner knocked it back. That would right, be the, trans- okay. that'd be the transfer okay. that the club would, would get. He's obviously thinking that he wants more from Bayern Munich as well. Uh, highest paid player if there was no salary cap. Who's the one player with an open checkbook you can go and offer whatever you want? Okay. We're going to cover it. Mm. We've got Matty here says, Troll Mitt. Most paid by a mile, boys. And I suppose when you look at it, what else does he bring to the table off the field as well? Mm. So accessible. Yep. I've seen him do some amazing things when the cameras aren't on him before the game. He's the last one to leave the ground. And before the game, he just makes himself. He'll go up to the grandstand and get photos with people before the game. Yeah. During the game. That's how accessible it is. I saw him. Go and get beers for mm. some people uh, out at um, out at uh, ANZ Stadium or whatever the Olympic Stadium yep. one night. Halfway through a game, he went and got some beers for some blokes off the field, up the stairs, went up there, got a chico roll, chuck a chico roll in his pocket. Yep, and then brought four beers and that chico roll to a bunch of fans back onto the field, scored a try. Yep, that's how accessible Latrell Mitchell exactly. is. Exactly. Um, we got Toddy from Albury. I love Albury. Aubrey Wodonga. Love. I lived there for 12 months. Did you really? Great town. The Aubrey Weir. Ah, unbelievable. Former NRL player, former Dally M Rothmans medal winner, which is uh, Mike Eden. He lived yeah. in Aubrey Wodonga. He's a lawyer for a long time. Yeah, Ungrateful bugger, Woogie. <laughs> as Todd from Aubrey. Wow. And a Aubergine as well. Who are the brothers? Played for Aubrey, Scotty, and one of them sadly passed away. Um, played for Balmain. Oh, Gail. Yeah. Are they Aubrey boys, are they? Yeah, well, they were pl- when I was living in Aubrey, they were playing in Aubrey at the Scott time. Scott Gail and Brett Gail. That's it. Yeah. That's it. Cobham and Estates, Australia's most awarded extra virgin olive oil, grown, harvested, and first cold pressed in northern Victoria. Uh, we've got to go to a break. When we come back, the greats, Ivan Cleary joins us here on Sports Day. We'll be back in a moment. This is Sports Day for Kia and World Gym. Yeah, bugger it. His, his kid gets all the attention, but we wound back the clock there to uh, play you one of the great tries from the great man himself, Ivan Cleary, joining us now on Sports Day. Welcome to the show, Ivan. Geez, you've done well to dig up a try. I didn't get many. <laughs> now, what a good call from Rabs as well. Yeah, Jeez, it was I a good call. Hey, actually, for Manly as well. Were you, with, you were playing for Manly or North that day? I think it was for Manly right on half time, I think, for that try. Can you yeah. remember it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I started. That's where I started, man. I'm actually a manly, manly junior, and I think it might have been my second or third game. So I definitely remember that one against the Broncos. So that was always a pretty big deal. You got manly this week. Do you look? Do you love going back to the Inciola Peninsula? <laughs> yeah, all my family, all my wife's family too. They all still live there, so they're all getting a box tomorrow night. So. <laughs> Uh, that'll be good. Uh, they'll, be, they'll be the drunkest people at the ground. So um, hopefully we can spoil the manly party because they'll all be going for the Panthers. It's always good to go back there, yeah. Yeah, it's one of the great suburban grounds, isn't it? Now, as you head into the finals 
Ivan, and it, there's no doubt you obviously you're gonna you're gonna be in the top four, top two, whatever that may be. However, it rolls out. But how do you, as a coaching team, and and your and your strength and conditioning and performance uh, staff, how do you start to to um, set a program leading into the finals? Do you start now, or do you leave it a, a, a few more weeks? Yeah, probably in the uh, a few years back. Um, when I sort of first started coaching, I was fortunate enough to be um, started with Ricky Stewart at the Roosters, and it's a very strong team at that point. Made the finals pretty much, you know, each year and grand finals, and so I was sort of um, I was able to see some, learn some things there. It's sort of changed a little bit now the way we train, and you don't necessarily have to, you know, back in those days you'd, you'd probably give them a little bit of um, a bit of a hit with some fitness, sort of six eight weeks out from the. From the semis, I mean, some teams might still do that because they've got so many Origin players. They sort of don't have the, that. It's almost like you've got to freshen them up more than anything. So um, nothing's going to change too much. Uh, so it's, um, it's my job as a head coach to have one eye on the on the future. And it's everyone else's job, pretty much, just to you know keep things in the present. Um, we'll just sort of yeah, we'll take it the next few weeks. And I got a bit of a, a bit of an idea and some contingencies around what may or may not happen, but. Um, you know, things can change so quickly in, in one week in our game um, that uh, I'm not too fussed uh, just yet. Now, Ivan, I've spoken to Shane Elford, your head of performance, a number of times about the playing group. And he, you know, without giving too much away, he always just says to me, you know, we never really have to worry too much about self-motivation with this group because they're, they're very self-motivated. And even with two premierships under your belt and three grand final appearances, do you still see that, that hunger and that motivation with this group? Yeah, absolutely. Um, spot, spot on there. Like, uh, just it sort of never ceases to amaze me. These guys just, um, they're just so consistent with uh, with their performances, which uh, usually starts from, yeah, motivation and hunger. And, um, yeah, I think they, you know what, they just like, they like, uh, they like training, they like playing, they like playing together and they like winning. Um, and that just has been uh, just a regular weekly event. Um, you know, seems like I don't know, it's been like four years. So, yeah, we're just riding the wave. Evidently, you're right. We're too hard on motivation. Obviously, you know, full of strings here and there and a few different things. And we haven't spoken a lot about um, the outcome this year, but I think everyone knows what we want. Mm. And I think we're good enough to do it. But uh, yeah, we'll sort of get into that a little bit more probably over the next sort of three, four weeks. Now, the game tomorrow night, I've obviously just been announced to Jerome and, and also Mitch Kenny. Uh, injured and, and also illness. Now Luke Summerton has been brought into the into the squad. You've been able to get an exemption from the NRL. Tell us a little bit about Luke Summerton. Yeah, so Summer is a he's a Penrith boy. So he came through the junior grades uh, in with Stephen Crichton, Spencer Lenu, that kind of that uh, that group. Um, those guys are the ones that have sort of kicked on early and you know already had. Yeah, very good careers already. Some of those sort of had to go the long way a little bit. Um, yeah, left the club, uh, went to another club at one point. Sort of didn't really work out. Then he was just he was just playing some Ron Massey for St Mary's, our our kind of local feeder team in Penrith. And last year, and got a call up, played maybe half a dozen New South Wales Cup games. Um, and every time he, he's just one of those guys. Every time he came in, um, he just he just comes to the game. He's um, He's a tough kid. He, uh, his, his fundamentals are, are pretty good. Like he's learning all the time, but he, he competes really hard. And 
he's played, uh, I think, every game in our cup uh, team this year. And, you know, he's got his opportunity. It sort of came from nowhere. Um, I didn't think he woke up this morning and think he was going to be playing NRL tomorrow night, but that's what he's doing. And I'm confident that he'll, uh, yeah, he'll give you a good account of himself. Nice. Ivan, uh, one of your former assistants, Andrew Webster's having incredible success this year with the Warriors. Has that surprised you? No, not at all. But he was, uh, he well and truly flew under the radar the last couple of years, the uh, last few years probably. I, I first um, came in contact with Webby back at the West Tigers in 2017. Um, so, yeah, we had a, a couple of years together there and I was lucky enough to get him out to Penrith. Um, where he did an yeah, outstanding job. Um, two years for two premierships is pretty good. Pretty good going. <laughs> and um, yeah, I think he's he's gone to the Warriors at uh, at a good time. Um, obviously, three years away. Uh, it's just those guys are just so amped to go back home, and the support they've had is just incredible. Um, I think they've had some really good recruits um, into the team this year, which has made them better and. Um, maybe he's just, I thought he was just primed to, to kick off his um, you know, head coaching career. and Yeah, for sure, uh, doing a great job. I mean, it's, it's got a close place to your heart over there, hasn't it? Because you, you mm. played and coached there. Was, were any of the kids born there, like Nathan and Indy, were any of those born in, in New Zealand or not? Uh, yeah, I've got four, so my two younger ones were. Yep. Um, we spent 10 years, 10 years there, so I said three as a player and seven as a coach, so it's absolutely, um, yeah, a huge part of our life um, and obviously the kids' life. Uh, that's where Nathan started playing footy over there. Um, still had a teacher friends. And, and um, yeah, I, I've played for a few clubs, been around a bit, but it, the Warriors definitely have a soft spot in, in our whole family's heart. So really happy for them. Um, uh, but, um, yeah, I'm not actually looking forward to playing against them possibly, <laughs> but anyway, never know. <laughs> I remember talking to Kevin Campy and Brent Tate and Stephen Pro They all said as part of their careers, spending their time at the Warriors was one of the most enjoyable. So you can see why, because there are such giving people over there. Now, when you talk about the Cleary family, I mean, it would have been a little bit like the Sattler family, I think. When we sat down to have dinner, Ive, we spoke nothing but rugby league. Does that happen at the Cleary family dinner table as well? Um, not really. Uh, I've got two boys and two girls, so the girls aren't necessarily. They're, that's a, they're very supportive, but um, I think the wife's uh, my poor wife. Bet she's uh, seen more football games, uh, probably a million more than she would have cared for. But anyway, she's a great supporter and loves it. Um, if me, if Nat and I and my other son Jet, if we went out together, uh, yeah, it'd be hard not to talk footy, but. We try and keep it to a minimum when the girls are around. Yeah, nice. Yeah, Jet's playing the junior reps there as well, isn't he? Now, um, what's a what's a relax? What's the most relaxing day for Ivan Cleary? I know it's such a stressful job. It's a seven day, twenty four hour a week job. What's the most relaxed day for Ivan Cleary? Oh, what well, my all time relaxing day would be uh, uh, to go for surf in the morning. Probably have coffee with my wife and breakfast. Uh, play around the golf with my mates or my brothers, and then um, have a few beers somewhere in the, in the evening. That sounds pretty good. Yeah, yeah. that's good. I'm sorry. Yeah. Can I come? Yeah. Um, now I've um, got such a great production line of players that have come through Penrith for a number of years. Um, a couple of lean years there before you got there, of course, where they had to really rebuild that 
that junior development program, that pathways program. But is there a player that we don't know much about as a, as a fan that we may see in years to come? I'm sure there is. Um, but uh, I don't really like to yeah. put anyone under too much pressure. There's, um, yeah, we've got a, a few good ones. I'm not going to mention them, but there's, look, that's, that's how, as you know, that's how our club operates. It's how we function. It's, um, you know, it's one of the reasons we can still um, deliver, you know, consistent performance, even though we lose, you know, such a lot of talent each, each and every season. It seems we, we lose at least two really good players mm. uh, each year. We lose coaching staff. and So that's one of the reasons how we, how we sort of keep going. So we've got a lot of um, time into it, a lot of great coaches in our pathway system. We spend a lot of money. Um, so it's something that we, you know, we really value. And um, actually, I get a real kick out of it. Like you mentioned Luke Summit and like, um, you know, just giving one of our local kids a debut. Uh, I've been doing it for a while now. And honestly, the feeling um, doesn't change. It's just so good. Yeah, awesome. Now, before we let you go, some quick-fire questions, Ive, about whether it's the coaching staff or some of your players, even some of the players you may have played against or coached. So if there was one player that you could mute for 24 hours, just turn them off, you can't hear their voice at all, who would it be? James Maloney. <laughs> we only talking about him early today, yeah, weren't we? we? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Memory of a goldfish. What about... Yeah, what about that's just... Uh, Mate, no. yeah, you have a great memory to just know how torturous uh, Jimmy was. <laughs> I thought you were going to say Liam Martin. But anyway, um, what about uh, if you had to have a teammate or a player that you've coached that had to tell a joke to save your life and they had to make everyone laugh, who would it be? Oh, Brian Fletcher. He's, <laughs> he's, the, most, he's the most popular, isn't he? What about... What about if you had a he's, pl- he's still getting paid. He's getting paid, getting paid now for all the same jokes he was telling 20 years ago. <laughs> exactly. We listen to him every exactly. day. And he knows that as well. <laughs> now, what about what about if there's someone to run the final leg of a relay? Any player that you've coached or played with, the quickest player to run the final leg of the relay for you? Uh, you know what? I'm going back a fair way now, but I was a Balmain fan as a kid, so I'd have to say Larry Coral. Oh, the flash. That shows how old I am as well. Yeah, true, true. Now, uh, yeah, he was a gunner. Oh, I don't really know. I mean, there's so many good players, but he was, uh, he was just, he just seemed every time he got the ball in space, it was all over. Did you end up, when you were at the Roosters, Ive, did you play with Shane Werrett? I did, yeah. Yeah, the yeah. ferret. He was uh, quick. <laughs> Where he was definitely ferret. fast. I mean, I just look at guys like, yeah, I mean, obviously the Fox and um, Saab and those kind of guys. They're, they're, um, they're unbelievably quick. Okay, last two. Best tourist. So if you're going to go on an end-of-season trip, who's the best tourist to go with? Uh, I think Freddie, because he had more money than anyone. And he's always <laughs> up for a good time. So. Yeah, ARL paid him well. Last one, best dancer. Who'd be the best dancer at the Panthers? Oh, Brian Tyler, without a doubt. Yeah, we see it quite a bit, don't yeah, we? Yeah, with, with the big boom box yeah. and, and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. Right, I've a big game tomorrow night. It's so good that no one wants to put them down here and say, yeah. <laughs> hey, just another quick one before you go. And, and we quite often ask this question of players. Outside of Penrith, and you, you know, we know you love your rugby league, which player, outside of Penrith, which player do you admire the most? Do you, you love watching play footy? 
Oh, gee. Um, I think probably the guy we're playing against tomorrow night, Jake Javorovich, I think, um, you know, like if you just want to see a guy who puts his absolute heart and soul into every single minute of every single game, um, and not just that, he can play, Jake, too. Mm. He's just amazing defender, got, got good ball skills, doesn't make mistakes, great leader. I just think, how can you not, yeah, how can you not enjoy watching Jake play? Yeah, good stuff. Yeah, well said, um, Ivan. And New South Wales is a much better team when Jake Travojevic yeah, true. is actually playing. Ivan, we appreciate your time. Good luck tomorrow night. Great game at Brookie. Uh, great that you're back home <laughs> where you grew up. And hopefully the family supporting the Panthers tomorrow night. We go for a night. surf tomorrow morning, Ivan, in Manly. Uh, uh, I won't be going for a surf, but uh, I might, I might get to be in the water back. Yeah. yeah, nice. Yeah, beauty. Enjoy the game tomorrow night. Thanks for your time on Sports Day. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. World Gym Australia. Train for the sport you play. Building the next generation of legends. The award-winning seven-seat Kia Sorento. Kia, official partner of the FIFA Women's World Cup 2023. This is Sports Day. Yeah, you can catch that game, download the SEN app, and you can listen to that game wherever you are in Australia or New Zealand. Saturday afternoon, coverage kicks off uh, around about 4.30, maybe even earlier. Stand by for more details on that as the Aussies take on France in the quarterfinals of the FIFA World Cup. 0457 736 736 is our text number. Or one three hundred O one eleven seventy if you want to call us. Or for our New Zealand listeners, double eight double three is uh, the text message. And Sats, we've had some texts from NZ. Actually, Donnie Kiwi Donnie says, and you have woke my eyes up a little bit here, Donnie says, "Hey, you guys, leave the Matildas alone. They have enough in their heads without you media clowns." In New Zealand, after we beat Norway, nowhere, no Norway, the media here fettered the team, and we crashed and burned subsequently. So leave your Matildas to do their thing. For what it's worth, I predict Australia beaten finalists. I've got to say, I don't watch the sport religiously, so I shouldn't care. Hmm. So I shouldn't really... Well, you do because it's your country. Yeah, player. but I shouldn't be too... No, I do support the country, but I don't follow the sport enough to be worried about whether I'm hearing from them, them or not. So Kiwi Donnie's he's opened my eyes up a little bit. Thank yeah, you, but Kiwi also the, the, comment, the comments you made about Sam Kerr, about access to the media, I don't think that was unfair and unreasonable. And certainly not bagging our national team. We're right behind them. So. Absolutely. Um, there's a, a text here from Rooster Muzz. Seven days, 24 hours a week. Yeah, one of your best, Wayne. Yeah. I did say that. I should have said 24-7. I still don't think it's as good as uh, the old... Correct me if I'm right. Yeah. Now, um, Graham from Narrabeen says, can you ask Ivan which brother-in-law is the biggest lunatic, the doctor or Josh? Now, Josh Stewart, former... North Sydney Bear front row, mad. Right. So they're brother-in-laws. Ah. Yeah. Okay. I think they married a set of sisters. Yeah. Right, yeah. Yep. Hey, uh, got to go to the line, one three hundred oh one eleven seventy. Adam's on the phone. Adam, what can we do for you? Uh, you were talking about access to like, the V8 supercar drivers earlier. Yes. Um, I remember many years ago when Mike Wyman used to do the commentary, he would uh, do the in-car conversations with Dick Johnson, who has... Yep the sense of humour of Wayne Bennett. Um, and also, he'd, they'd chat away to Peter Brock while he was going 250 clicks yeah. down uh, Conrad Street. <laughs> and so it was you know, going on a Sunday cruise. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, we were saying earlier, and I just wish we had a little bit more access to the. Um, thanks for your call there, Adam. That's a good. That's a really good point. I remember that. Yeah, and they were so casual about it. They're so well, they're lunatics yeah. to be driving that fast anyway. Mm. In those cars back in those days. Yep. But yeah, the the access you get to the supercar drivers has been incredible. You're right, Adam. All along, hey, um, Ivan talked about his perfect day: getting up, breakfast with the missus. Uh, going for a surf, playing some golf and beers beers at the end of the day. Uh, Matt Rogers has texted through, that was my day-to-day. It was tough. That's that's looking down upon people, isn't it? Yeah. So it's like, oh, I don't have to get up early and go to work. Yeah. Or I don't have to go to work. Yeah. Hasn't even wished you a happy birthday. Still hasn't. Yeah. That's all right. He's on probation. Mm. That's fine. Evening, lads. Woogie, the saying, never look a gift horse in the mouth comes to mind. Hashtag be grateful. P.S. Maybe Sam Kerr is a paid-up member of the Rugby League Players Association. Thanks, Jace. That's a good one. Uh, another call here. Do you want to talk to your mate? Yep. Say hello to him. Hey, Glenn. Hello. Okay. That's good. Hey, Flog. How are you? Happy birthday again, Flog. Um, mate, the Judge Judy continuation episode didn't disappoint, as I knew that Mr. Ackie was having an affair with a child. <laughs> Do you know he's got a lot of support, Glenn? I don't care. But you can't come back and cut him off that early. I can. You're only a part-time... Mate. How come come I've got all these (laughs) part-time co-hosts? Oh, my God. Mate, isn't Judge Judy dead? No. Judge Judas Scheidler. What? Mm. What? That's ridiculous. Coming up in the second hour of the show. If you want to get one through to us, get us on the text. Uh, Break time. More of your text when we come back. This is Sports. World Gym Australia. Train for the sport you play. Building the next generation of legends. The award-winning seven-seat Kia Sorento. Kia, official partner of the FIFA Women's World Cup 2023. This is Sports Day. Hold that story off about your lovely daughter lives boyfriend coming to stay. Oh, is that with two S's? Yeah, we might get some advice from the WAC pack yeah. on this. Mm. Like you making up a bed on the couch and all that sort of stuff next week. Yeah, are we going to talk about it later? Or yeah, now? we will. We will. We'll, okay. get, we'll get Liv on the phone. Have a, have a chat to her. Now, Hillstorm Hillary, really quickly, who yeah. flirts with me on a Saturday, said that um, when it comes to no salary cap, and I agree with her, if only we'd come back Billy Slater. Oh, yes. Yeah, every day of the week, Hillstorm. Uh, what about uh, Cam Smith, if, if we brought back some greats? Yeah. No salary cap. Yep. He's an easy one, isn't he? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, worm, batter is something you put on fish and salves. Batsmen play cricket. Mm. Did I say that? You must have again. Did I? You're oh, on sure. fire tonight, aren't you? Rooster Muzz always rips into me. I know that. <clears throat> FIFA World Cup, I think a team captain like Sam Kerr and Pat Cummins is more of an honorary position more than an individual sport like Ash Barty. I disagree because Sam Kerr has changed football in this Australia. Who would think the greatest female footballer in the world would be from Australia? Mm. I think she's broken through the glass ceiling. Bit different. Pat Cummins, he's just turned the lights out. I don't know what's happening. Anyway, break time. Back with more in just a moment. We'll be back in a moment. This is Sports Day for Kia and World Gym. World Gym Australia. Train for the sport you play. Building the next generation of legends. 
The award-winning seven-seat Kia Sorento. Kia, official partner of the FIFA Women's World Cup 2023. This is Sports Day. Yeah, welcome to the second hour of the show. We've got uh, some big stuff happening. Simon Orchard's got some tips tonight for Richmond and for Wenty Park uh, mm-hmm. tomorrow night. That's coming up uh, real soon. Big that... race at Wenty Park tomorrow night. Yeah, two of them. Yeah. The sprint and the distance. So uh, we'll have that for you soon. Uh, we will have That's Ridiculous, where you get to give us some ridiculi stories of the I've week. Got two classics. Yeah, I've got, mate, I've got a ton as well. Have you? Can I give you a, uh, can I whet your appetite? It's called a hook and tea. In the beers for Polaris. race number one. Selling side-by-side brand. Here's one for you. Mm. Elon Musk's ex-wife is engaged to the kid from Love Actually. Come on, that's ridiculous. The little kid who was in love with the... The little drummer. Yeah. Yeah, that was trying to impress the girl. Now, Elon Musk's ex is called Tallulah... To Lula Riley, and she's yeah. engaged to Thomas Brody Sangster. Now, what's ridiculous is her and Elon aren't together. Come on, that's ridiculous. Richest bloke in the world. Yeah. And she's with the little drummer out of love, actually. The little drummer boy. Still one of the best Christmas movies ever, by the way. Yeah, true. But I've got to say, well, it's a little bit creepy because that best well, she... mate of that guy is trying to pick up his, his missus, his missus. She's miso. a good sort. She's a very good sort. Kira too. Knightley. Yeah, lovely. Mm. Lovely woman. Um, I don't know but, whether she's or not. But if but if you leave Elon Musk, I mean yeah. your your payout's quite substantial. So who's the smarter one out of this? The, Probably the, the ex or the little drummer boy. <laughs> the little drummer boy, because he wouldn't have been paid a, a king's ransom to be on Love Actually. No, I think they haven't paid uh, king's ransom since the fifteen hundred sats. Mm. They didn't walk up with a little bag of you know coins, coins and go here you go, governor. <laughs> Thanks for being in the movie, right? And then shoot him or something. Or dragon eats him on the way out. What? Hey, hey men, uh, on the text, by the way, 0457 736 736. Uh, that's if you're in Australia. Our New Zealand listeners through SENZ, I hope you're still with us. You haven't gone to sleep yet. Uh, double eight, double three. What time is it in New Zealand? It's uh, 9.06. 9.06. If you're awake in New Zealand and you text us, want to hear what you're up to. My in-laws would be drunk. No, no, they'd be asleep. They'd... Falling asleep drunk? No, 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 definitely not. Because you said they, they drink a lot. No, they don't. You said they're too much. No, they the love air. a drink. Well, that's the same. No, it's not. Not the way you – it's not what you say, it's how you say it. I met your father-in-law one day. I'm sure he was pickled that day no, he came no, in no. here. He got me on a spiced rum. Yeah, well – Yeah. Hey, man, no Sally Cap and D. People picking Cam Smith and Billy Slater, please. They had no salary cap when they played. Paul from Belrose. Well, that's, I don't know if that's true, Paul. Mm. Ivan Cleary going for a surf tomorrow at Manly. No, he said he's not. It might be time to loosen up those shark nets. <laughs> Go to Sea Eagles. Spring Farm Crusher. Thanks for your text. Spring Farm Crusher. Okay, I like that. Mm. What do you got? What, with anything? Or? No, text. Oh, text. Yeah, okay. That's what we're doing. So we spoke about uh, I want to see what Reese Walsh looks like after 13 seasons of the NRL. Yeah, and you said Cam McGuinness, didn't yeah, you? Yeah, so... Step up to the plate, Cam McGuinness. Yeah. Hey, fellas, this is Aaron. He says, I met Jeff Tuvey when he was around 20. He looked as, he looked 16, very good-looking young man. By the end of his career, his head looked like every part had moved. <laughs> what? Had moved around several times. Jesus. What a tough bloke. Wow. He was a tough bloke. Oh, his ears were munted. Wait, you can't say that word. Munted? No. Really? Yeah. That's no, just like no. they were just chewed up. 
Oh, okay. That's what it means. Spat out. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Jerome Luai and Mitch Kenny ruled out of the Manly Clash. Yes. That breaking news? No. It's been around today, hasn't it? Yeah, today. So don't act like you've broken the news. What we did break on I Monday night. I asked you if it was breaking can news. Can I tell you breaking news? Yeah. On Monday night, we told the listeners, Daddy Vass, he can confirm this, that we said uh, on Tuesday night, Wade Graham yeah. has got a dinner and he will announce his retirement. Mm. Yeah, you did break that, didn't you? Yeah. And Very he did. Well done. He did. What a great player, Wade Graham. Made his debut, 18-year-old, for the Penrith Panthers. He was a 5'8 originally. Remember hearing about him when he was coming through the grades and as a young, I think he was about 11 or 12, and they kept talking about this kid that was, I think he went to Hills Sport High. I'm not quite sure. But anyway, he, um, tremendous young player, and went over to the Sharks. Luke Lewis went to the Sharks as well and was instrumental as part of that 2016 premiership side. I, I know Luke Lewis speaks so highly of him as a human off the field. He is a great guy, Wade Graham. I think he'll play a huge role either in coaching or part of the RLPA when he retires. And in saying that also, um, Luke Lewis used to say he was really a, like a huge part of like their on-field coach in that premiership season. When everything started to sort of just go off kilter, he had to line everyone back together again. Mm. Yeah, smart player. Really good guy. Well done, mate. Great update. Welcome to NRL 180. <laughs> dissecting the big talking points from half the angles. Oh, wow. Well done, mate. Yeah. That's our breaking news thing. Mm. Uh, back on the text again is, yep. is uh, Kiwi Donnie. I don't give up that easily. Yes, Sam Kerr may be the best at this point in time, but that does not give the media automatic access. You don't get that good talking with fools. Eek. Eek. My kids say eek. Uh, the biggest challenge in sport is inside one's head. Yep, yeah, but, but Donnie... You do have to, you do have to make yourself available when you're not playing as well. Mm. It's it's not hard just to front up and just go, yeah, no, I'm going all right and all that sort of stuff. I, I, I and, that's and again, that, I'm not. That's I'm not, not Sam Kerr. I'm talking about anyone. Who, yeah, and we're not. Don't get me wrong. Don't we're not slamming Sam Kerr at all. But I've just found it interesting that we haven't heard a lot. My father or anything. Name, my father-in-law's name's Donnie, and he's a Kiwi. I might have to check that number and see whether it's Donnie and Omaru. The one on the drink. No, no, that's not true. No, mm. no, no. Hey, when you guys asked what would it, what would no salary cap look, I thought that Woogie would say, "Oh, you mean just like it is already for the Roosters now?" Tommy from Sydney. Tommy, I would never bag the Roosters. Hey, did you see Gordy? Had, did you see Gordy had to uh, retract his statements on NRL three sixty oh, the other night. So he is he the, the new poor Kent. So the argument was around was surrounding the breaching the salary cap, where the Melbourne oh. Storm should celebrate those two grand finals and and. Gordy, words to the effect, more or less said, you know, the, the last premiership winners of the last five years would have breached the salary cap. <clears throat> so he had to retract his statement. So obviously those clubs have have threatened to, to take legal action of some kind. But um, Just go after Gordy. He's got a bit of coin too. Gordy? Yeah. I wouldn't go after Gordy. No, but, yeah. At okay. all. No. I, can I retract that? He, yeah. Can I? Yeah, okay. He I'm retracting that, Gordy. Give you nightmares, Gordy, just by staring at you. Mm. Yeah, incredible. Hey, uh, Mark, uh, Mark, this is from Mark, is it? About Dave Warner, I agree with Craig. I think it was he'll be in the team until the end of the Pakistan series. So we've got Pakistan next, haven't we? Yeah. Then we've got the Windies. Yeah. Mm. A Pakistan series doesn't really mean as much as an Ashes or an Indies. Yeah, I just... Well, it's, it's again, <sighs> it's on the pitches. Can I just say, I heard a really good crap stat the other day. Mm. It's around opening partnerships while playing in England. Yeah. An average of 28. Before the first wicket. 
Crap stand. Both sides. Yeah. No, no, no. Just for just opposition for Astra- sides. Is that right? Not Australia. That's. What did we have? Is that did we average more than that this series? Sometimes we we surpassed it. Yeah, but on average, at the end of the series, can someone no, no. whack out those numbers for us tonight, please? Well, Daddy Vass, he can work on that. Sats, you're a flog. Not wishing Woogie a happy birthday on his birthday. That's from two six two. No, Woogie is still no, I... the biggest flog. No, because on Friday I said, hey, mate, I hope you have a great weekend, okay? I'm really busy over the weekend, so if I don't get to you, I'm sorry, but I hope you have a great weekend with you and your family and your beautiful daughters. All right, mate, Bondi Jack, yeah. it's enough, mate. You didn't wish me happy birthday. On Friday I did. No, it doesn't matter. Uh, Jason, I say Craig says you're wrong about Warner, so you're wrong. The only reason I say Craig is calling because everyone else has banned him. No. That's from Bondi Jack. Bondi, come on. You can't say that. Trell's... This is from four double seven. Highest paid. Player. Yeah, about highest paid. Like if you had, there was no salary cap. Yep. Who would you just, open check? Yeah, and I said Trell must be considered. Uh, and four seven seven says Trell's a Barry Bludger. Wow. Bit unfair, isn't it? Mm. Uh, Sam Curry is a late firmer for Rookie of the Year in the Dally M. Scott from Quakers Hill. Yep. Oh, that's all right. This jersey might be. Worth when I lived something. in Penrith, I used to, have to go to Quakers Hill to take my son to rugby league. Don't deflect. No, Quakers Hill was one of the hardest places to find as a kid from the Gold Coast. Scotty? Don't deflect. You're what? deflecting from the fact that the jersey signature, Sam Curry. which the framist brought up, was who's Sam Curry? Well, maybe it's the Sam Curry's the son of former Rabbitohs coach Frank Curry. There you go. Yeah. Well, then it's worth something. Wook is a flog regardless of the frame. <laughs> Steve up, from Dubbo. Steve. But he, remember he says he calls you a flog is a, terms, a term of endearment. How's Parramatta going? Are they, are they in the eight? I oh, don't get him started because when we talk about <laughs> highest paid players, Steve says Brett Kenny. Why isn't Brett Kenny an immortal? Oh, don't start that. <laughs> God. Yeah, Next. eight seven six says you're a massive flog. That's not nice. Uh, Tim the Toolman says get the jersey back off off him. He's a flog. Sats not getting it back. Why mm. can't you chip in for the frame? It's five hundred and twenty bucks. And again, I'm right when I say this. It's like giving a kid a bike for Christmas with no wheels. Steve-O in Christchurch. I love Christchurch. Never been there. Are you serious? They got this. Um, they got a. And Steve, you might be Steve-O. You might be able to confirm this if it's still <laughs> there. They've got this like a train. You know the old old school train yep. carriages. Yeah. Like in Melbourne, still still have got. And you can do a tour where you travel around Christchurch, and it's like a three course meal and. Oh, nice! Really good. It's really really nice. I've done it, Steve-O. I don't know whether you have as well, but he says. Just to say, hi, guys. My new dog looks like a fox dingo cross. Would like your comments on this matter. Is, is it possible? I don't know how a dingo would get over to a... There's no dingoes in New Zealand, is a there? A fox, like a fox dingo it's cross. It's a cross fox dingo. I, I, but I, can you get a... You can't get a dingo in New Zealand, can you? I don't know. Are there any dingoes? Kiwis, double eight, double three. Did you say Ernie dingoes? No, are there any dingoes? Oh, going, what? Ernie dingoes been in New Zealand? Yeah, yeah. But are there foxes in New Zealand? There's foxes in New Zealand, right? So what you're saying? There's have, wallabies in New Zealand as well. Okay, good. We're South not talking Island. about wallabies yeah. at the moment. Park that. I don't from. know about dingoes. Okay, so we're suggesting here that his dog is an amalgamation of those two doing the horizontal monkey dance. Yeah, but where does the dingo come into the equation? Well, how can they? Cross pollinate the dingo. Well, they've mated. 
Yeah, but where's the ding? Like, you don't just take a dingo over to New Zealand because I don't think there's dingoes in New Zealand. Oh, that's the question I'm asking. Double mm. eight, double three. Have you seen a dingo in New Zealand? Mm. And why, well, Maddie? That's where the wallabies are. Right. Okay. Yep. And if anyone is a, a a dog breeding expert, can a dingo and fox do it? That's the other thing. Because <laughs> wouldn't they be fighting for turf? Can I tell you how Hillstorm Hillary flirts with me? Yeah. Okay, so Let It Ride is a show that myself and Joel Kane and and Steve O'Keefe and Trent Copeland do on Saturday. Yep. And I don't know much <clears throat> about racing at all. Okay, but I win each week <laughs> with my with my tips. And Hillstorm Hillary's always on my side. Yep. So you get to choose what side you want to be on. Sugar winning Let It Ride on Saturday. Now that's ridiculous. Now he studies the form. Come on, that's ridiculous. Never I think he's had one or two he's wins. He's got tips from elsewhere. Hillstorm Hillary says, now that's ridiculous, ASATs. Love riding you. What? Yeah, that's the sort of gear I get. What? From Hillstorm. You should guys get a room in Penrith. <laughs> hey, what about this text from 970? Someone tell Ivan there's no waves on the mighty Nepean River from Orchie Bottle. I was thinking about from that. He said surfing. I thought that too. Where's he going? Orchie Bottle. <laughs> wow. wow. Hey, um, just in other news, and, and this is quite a serious one before we get back to yeah. more texts. Um, suspension, NRLW, uh, Kennedy Charrington, uh, she received a four-week ban sats for that tackle. Longest suspension in NRLW history. I know it's only very early days, the NRLW, but yeah, the, ta- the tackle on the Newcastle um, player, Lation Albert-Jones, it was pretty ugly mm. to see. Uh, Kennedy Charrington got into a really bad arm, uh, hand between the legs and turned her upside down and then all of a sudden realised she had in a really bad position. And took her arms away, which is probably the worst thing you can do. All the, the gravity and yep. and weight of the of the player goes straight down on the head and neck. It was really bad to see. And she was sent off um, by Belinda Sharp, the referee, and she received four weeks, like you said. Now, many would think that's not long. That's not long enough. Now, we know the NRLW season isn't that long at the moment, nine rounds and then, then the finals. But you've got to go back to 2014. You've got to remember Jordan McLean, who was involved in that tackle with Alex McKinnon, yeah. where Alex McKinnon ended up in a wheelchair. Horrifying scenes. Seven-week suspension for that. So um, so when you when you look at what Kennedy Sheridan does, I've got to say Kennedy Sheridan was her immediate response, not a delayed response. Her immediate response was concern for the player. So she realised she got her into a bad situation. I think she expected that she was going to get sent off. Four weeks when you compare that to previous suspensions in the NRL, it's probably fair. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. Um, what a flog. That was a low move by the fourth best. Let Glenn finish. Not a chance. There but we go. But 087. Oh, no, not 087. There was another one. Why are you finding yeah. that? Kiwi Nick has confirmed Yep, dingoes in New Zealand. There you go. Unlikely can pro- crossbreed, but in but not impossible. How? But how? Like, wouldn't they kill each other? Don't know. Um, uh, thank you, Nick. Thank you, mate. Western Sydney Eagle. Oh, there Eagle. you go. Jim from Tamuka. No yeah. dingoes in New Zealand, fellas. Oh, well, now we're not sure. There are plenty of dingbats around. Oh, okay. <laughs> hey, where you, where are you texting from? We know Jim's. From Tamuka, right? But um, Kiwi Nick, uh, Western Sydney Eagle. Can I just say, it's come to my defence. I have no issue with cutting a bloke off after he's just called you a flog. Laugh out loud. Six again. Play yep. on. Thank you. 
So we're getting a lot of texts from New Zealand listeners. Yep. Double eight, double three. No foxes, no dingoes. That's from 903. Where are you texting from? I love New Zealand towns. The only dingoes in New Zealand are Australian tourists. Oh, come on. Kiwi Lincoln in Pottsville. Greg from Campbelltown's loving the flog word. I actually hate the word flog. Do you? It's too bogan. Now, you, I know, I you go called to Gus Gould a flog. I didn't. I called him a tool. Oh, okay. Sorry. And you were wrong, by the way. So. What? That Gus Gould's, please. Come on. FIFA World Cup, Woogie and Tongue. Is that Tongue? Is it? Is it? What? what is that? What's that emoji? Is that a tongue? Or is that meant to be a worm? Woogie and Aubergine. <laughs> Did you blokes know of the 64 games? Is that it? Yeah, in, in the, the World, World Cup. Cup. Yeah, only 15 are on Channel 7. Rooster Muzz. Well, download the SCN app and you'll get every game live. <laughs> See, Rooster Muzz hammers me. See, he's calling me the Aubergine. Right, I gotcha. Yeah, 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 gotcha. Yeah. Um, a Sats of Woogie. Phil Blake is one of the best players to never play a test match for the Australian Kangaroos. Didn't he play? Never played for the Kangaroos. <clears throat> played start of origin. Only one or two games. Only a couple of games. Come off the bench. We should do a team of the greatest players that never played league for Australia. We did that a, a fair while ago, actually, Sporty Gav. We could do it again. So Kevin Hastings, yes. Steve Edge, David Boyle, Ron Gibbs. Uh, Michael Hagan, yes. Darren Albert, yes. Tony Butterfield. A oh. few Newcastle players in there, I know. Tony Butterfield should Mark have played Lanville. for Australia. Blakey's on the top. That's from Sporty Gavin, Newcastle. He loves his Newcastle players, doesn't yep. he? Mm. Um, Peter from Bathurst has sent a text. Just goes to show on, on the highest paid players how great some of our past players were. People struggling to come up with more than a couple of names. Imagine if you asked this in Wally's era. You would have 20 names in an instant. Yeah, that, they're talking about if you had an a, a unlimited salary cap, who would who would you give that money to? And he's right. The highest paid. We've barely – Nathan Cleary seems to be the one, right? Mm. But there's no one else. Oh, Munster. Oh, Munster, yeah. Reese Walsh. Yeah, but – Payne Haas. Oh, well, Payne Haas, yeah. Actually, mm. there's one we've missed. Yep. You know, I think he's going to rugby. I've just got this feeling. You didn't listen to the show last night, did you? What you didn't sh- listen to our show, did what you? What show? Oh. Mate, I was watching. You know what? You are the content manager, apparently, and you don't air check our show. We had a great discussion. Mm-hmm. Rat giving his opinion. Rat, Rat told me that he still thinks the Wallabies against an All Blacks team with 12 changes, that performance was fantastic. You got to remember they made. I think was it. I think they made. They brought some of their A grade, A their A grade players on late in the game. And I think they scored like twenty unanswered points. We were playing against their nursing home fifteen for three quarters of that game. Why are you so negative on our national sports? No, I'm not. But Rat goes. Oh, it was a great performance. Did you? You got to take any performance, <clears throat> any good performance, that you can. 0457-736-736 is rat. No, not. No, do you honestly think that was a great performance from the Wallabies? We lost again against New Zealand's B-grade team. Come on, Sats. It was a good performance. It wasn't a great performance. It was a good performance. You've got to be better than good, don't you? But it's all about leading into which what world? is the biggest picture, the uh, World Cup. Which one? 2027 or 28 well, or whichever a, one it is? It's a slow burn. It could take five years to can get we, to the next can, one. can we get to the knockout stage before I die? Can we do that? 
I'm 53 now. I want it to happen before but, before I pass away. That's ridiculous that you're 53. What? I know. I look a lot younger. What? I'm a lot younger than 53. Mm. But seriously, that's no. It was a good a, performance. It was. It was. It, it was. It was surprising, I've got to say. It was surprising. Yeah. It was. Hey, guys. Welcome to NRL 180. Dissecting the big talking points from half the angles. Forget uh, Big Red getting uh, offered a four-year extension at the Raiders with yeah. 2.3. Mm-hmm. Breaking news, Rugby League Players Association on the verge of a peace deal. More details to come. I've got nothing for you. P- Peter Volandis has said today that a meeting with the RLPA was very positive and that he is confident a deal will be struck before the weekend. Which weekend? <laughs> is there a... a... Meeting tomorrow, Daddy Vass is saying. A deal should be signed then. Is that Daddy Vass's opinion, or is that... <clears throat> seem to be very, is this very the deal confident. That, is this the deal I meant to do before Christmas? 20 months ago. No, it doesn't matter. Negotiations take a long time when there's so many so many important issues to, they've got to cover. So... I know it sounds really bad that it's 20, 21 months, but you know, there's a large portion of that is through very constructive discussions. But let's just hope that it just goes away because I'm sick of talking about uh, it. Honestly. I mean, the covering up the NRL logie really worked, didn't it? They forgot to take into account sweat hitting the jumper and then that sweat. Mm. Unbelievable. Uh, Polaris, my 23 plate clearance is on now. Save up to $3,000 on selected models. Got to go to break. When we come back, that's ridiculous here on Sports We'll be back in a moment. This is Sports Day for Kia and World Gym. World Gym Australia. Train for the sport you play. Building the next generation of legends. The award-winning seven-seat Kia Sorento. Kia, official partner of the FIFA Women's World Cup 2023. This is Sports Day. All right, let's get into it. Come on, that's ridiculous. That's ridiculous. There's got to be an investigation into this. This has got to be, someone's got to be accountable for this. Actually, before we get into your that's ridiculouses, um, let's talk about the breaking news around the RLPA. And also, well, apparently Daddy, who's raced in here, and according to reports in the Daily Telegraph, I think, um, if the agreement is positive tonight, uh, tomorrow, you guys right? You, you, oh, sorry. We're on the air. So, are, we, are we live? Yeah. Hello, hello. Hello, hello. Yeah. <laughs> if, if the result that comes out tomorrow yep. is positive, mm-hmm. we'll see some changes this weekend. So what happens if they don't come to an agreement tomorrow? Well, there's talk that they'll delay kickoff tomorrow night. Really? Again, I don't know what that does. Well, it, it stuffs up broadcast. Yeah. I'll just switch off and watch something else. Which then pay potentially plays with their pay packet. See, they're not going to strike, are they? They're not going to strike. There's no way they're going to strike because it hits their pay packet. Yeah, well, the good thing about it, I do. Can we not? Can we just okay, talk, and then we get, on. The one on thing on. I do like about yeah. not striking is that they have said, we don't want to strike, so we're just going to do these other little things because we don't want to strike. So I like that. I like that that's what's come from the RLPA. Rightio. I have got a that's ridiculous here somewhere, but give us yours first. Um, do you want me to – I've got two. So do you want me to pay, play the audio as my – no, 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 what, no. I want to do this one first. Right. But this one here, 1993, a surfer, okay, in West Africa. 
mm. was attacked by a great white, made his way to the shore somehow, bleeding, was unable to walk, and while laying on the beach, was mauled by a pack of lions. Oh, come on, of, that's ridiculous. Pride of lions. That's that's not that's ridiculous. That's just unlucky. And you know what? Survived. Two hundred and fifty stitches later, survived. Not that's ridiculous. Come on, that's ridiculous. Exactly. What do you got? Um. Residents near a school on the Gold Coast yeah. are being woken up at midnight by an Aussie rock song blaring out of the school speakers. Is this the song? Oh, how good. Yeah. That would so, echo too, wouldn't it? Yeah, but midnight. So this play... That flute would echo. <laughs> so... That comes through the speakers at the school. When does yeah. it come through the speakers at the school during the day? Well, a lot of schools use music as a bell to say okay, end gotcha. of class yep. or lunchtime, end of day, start mm. of school. Well, this is one they use for the end of day. Now, I feel sorry for those kids if they're in class till midnight. Yeah. It's detention. So, obviously, someone's programmed it incorrectly, have they? Or a ghost has got good taste. Yeah. I'd say it is programmed incorrectly. There you go. Imagine being woken up. Wait, what is there anything worse? What else would you hate to be woken up? I mean, if my worst nightmare would be bloody Shepherd. Hey, Geronimo. I like, if, I like Shepherd. If that came, well, at least I wouldn't wake me up. It'd put me back to sleep. Seriously, <laughs> the worst. But it, raining men, you wouldn't like to be woken oh, up to that. It's terrific. It's <laughs> raining men. Your wife would like it. <laughs> what are you saying about my miso? <laughs> That's not nice. What do you got? You That's jerk? ridiculous. The Panthers aren't going to Vegas, but have been in the last four grand finals and won three. Well, they've been in the last three and won two from nine seven zero. What? What? You know what else is ridiculous? What? The fact that we're going to Vegas to play rugby league. Come on, that's ridiculous. I love us. I mean, the, the chance Bron- I'm going. Well, Bronx are going. The Sen. Yeah, there's a chance I'm going. Noser. You've already reached out to Team the big Sugar. Boss. She's 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 reached out to you already. Oh, Scotty. Okay. Is it okay if you go over there for a week? Is that okay? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Mate. No worries. It's going to kill Alfie. If Alfie's yeah. in Vegas for a week. Mm. He won't get on the return flight. He'll be married. Do you think they should pick the teams based on the least amount of players that will go missing? That's how they should pick the four teams. <laughs> Not if you want to play there. Well, the Broncos have been confirmed. Yeah, they're locked in. But the four teams, should they be Hugh Jackman, Russell Crowe connected, or should there be four teams that NFL teams have got the same name, like the Denver Broncos and Tennessee Titans and the yeah and the Dallas Cowboys? Don't, don't say the Dolphins or the Miami Dolphins. No, or is it based on the the least amount of players that will go missing? I think to be safe. Okay, which club <laughs> would be the first struck off? Roosters. Yeah, I agree. They like to party. Imagine Victor the Inflictor oh. in Vegas. Brandon Smith, say no more. Say no more. But I'm worried about Alfie. He could turn up at a game married and walking along with a monkey. Who knows what he could get up to? He might knock off one of the lions from Circus Circus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not I a good like thing. Mm. He'd have a showgirl running in the water for the Broncos on yeah. game day. Uh, I, don't, I don't like it. Mm. So what's your question? Was there one? Another That's Ridiculous? Yes. So can you play the audio, please? Yes, done. My son does identify as a cat, but I cannot take him to a vet 
because I tried that and the veterinarian told me that because he has human anatomy that he does not know how to to work on him or diagnose him with anything um, and he legally cannot so and while I do think that is a form of discrimination because you know my son if he says he's a cat he is a cat no he's not um and he needs to be treated like that like one you know but um I'm not gonna press charges should be locked no, up. She saw him licking his paws one day. So um, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna try to sue him or anything. So don't worry. But this is something that I want to raise awareness on, because I do think that people that identify as an animal should be able to go to the vet. You should also be doing a poo in a kitty litter box. That's what I want to know. I want to know whether that lady has kitty litter boxes all around the house. Seriously. That lady should not have kids. Hmm. A human cannot identify well, as a an animal. A human can't go to the vet. Okay. So, you want to know what else is ridiculous? So when the vet walks into the room, you know when the vet usually walks in from another door and yeah. you're waiting? Yes. Walks in and sees the mother and says, hey, how are you? I'm, I'm vet Jim. Yeah. Okay. Hi, Jim. Whereabouts is your pet? And and her son, <laughs> Fluffy, <laughs> no, her son has jumped up on top of, like, the cupboards or something. <laughs> or is chasing a little fluffy ball around the yeah, ground. Yeah. Well, there he is there. Yeah. That's... Walks in with a bird in his mouth. <laughs> God, uh, people are morons. That's enough now. Come on. I've got, got one more. That's ridiculous. Got a break with. Okay, yep. People who sign emails... With pronouns. Come no. on, that's ridiculous. You've got to accept that now. No. Yeah, you do. If your name's Kevin, I know you're he, him. You don't. Scott, you send me an email. You don't have to tell me you're a male. Mm. I've kind of worked it out. Yep. If you are no. a male. No, but no, but listen. Yeah. If, you're a, if, you're, if you're Scott and yep. you want to be known as Scott Alina, right, then I get it. Then you're, yep. then you're a female. You're regular, you don't need to spell it out for me. I'm not an idiot. Adrian Vowles, former Origin players, just text me. Yeah. They're called furries. True story. I, it is a true story. Is that they're, true? they're in schools. There's one. There's several now. Kids school. Furries. But, mate, there's furries. There's birdies. There's kids who identify as birds. Wow. I just think that they're cheap. Oh, that was good. See, you should have pushed. You should have pushed the end of the segment there. But um, just before we go to a break, uh, Chris has said the average opening partnership for Australia in the Ashes 2023 was 47.7. So Warner and Kawaja were well above the average of opening opposition sides. So, hence, he will keep his position. Yep, okay, good. And that's... Come on, that's ridiculous. I'm done. It's break time. Uh, Simon Orchard, who's not a cat. Uh, in fact, he's a dog. Uh, Greyhound Racing New South Wales. Well, he promotes puppies, right? Okay. He does, yeah. Uh, break time. He's next. We'll be back in a moment. This is Sports Day for Kia and World Gym. World Gym Australia. Train for the sport you play. Building the next generation of legends. The award-winning seven-seat Kia Sorento. Kia, official partner of the FIFA Women's World Cup 2023. This is Sports Day. Yeah, welcome back to the show. I look forward to talking to this bloke every single Wednesday night. Thedogs.com.au, home of Greyhound Racing. 
imagine what you could be buying instead. Simon Orchard joining us now from Greyhound Racing New South Wales. Hey, Simon. Good evening, boys. How's your week been? Uh, very good. Really I was, good. You know, Sats, I was really worried about what we're going to talk to Simon about after Fat Pizza is having a break. Break from what? I don't know. Mm. Uh, but there's plenty of stuff always going on, Simon, including uh, the New South Wales Sprint and Distant Finals at tomorrow at Wendy Park. Yeah, boys, we're never short of work, you know. You flip the <laughs> calendar over and think, oh, maybe a day off today. We've got not, something else coming up. Now, look, yeah, the National Distance and Sprint races are on tomorrow night at Wendy Park, as you mentioned. They're the New South Wales version. So basically, fellas, the winner of each race tomorrow night will go through to the National Finals, which are held at the Meadows, Victoria, in a couple of weeks' time. So these are big races, but the big, big stuff is to come in a couple of weeks. Whoever wins this, it's basically like winning the New South Wales title, and then off they go to take on Queensland, South Australia, WA Victoria, etc. down at the Meadows. So two races tomorrow night, race six and seven on the program, and that's why if you're having a look around tonight, you won't see Wenty Park normally on a Wednesday, but they're tomorrow night, the Wenty Park races. So six and seven, the distance... And the sprint race, uh, look, we'll start with the distance. If you want to have a bet there, I think it's all about Palawar King. This guy trained by Jack Smith, and I know this will get sats up and about, the mm. son of Feral Frankie, oh. his favourite greyhound. <laughs> so he, you know he's going to be good. Uh, Palawar King's just taken all before him, boys, in the last couple of months. He's winning. He's won five straight. He's won at Brisbane. He's won at Wenty Park. He's won down at the Meadows. So, look, if he gets through, he's going to have no qualms heading down there. I guess the only uh, knock on him at the moment is he hasn't done what he's been doing in the last few months at Wenty Park over the 720-metre distance. Now, he ran over 500 a couple of weeks ago, absolutely busted the clock, 29.53. That is absolutely flying. As I mentioned, he won some big races up in Brisbane over 700 metres. He went down to the Meadows and won over 600, so he's really versatile. I think it's his race to lose, and if you're watching tomorrow night, just have a go at him, boys. He always comes out sluggishly. He's always at the back, and he's just like a hot knife through butter. He just finds a way. He dares to tread where other greyhounds fear, and he just slices and dices and often ends up in front. I think he's a star on the rise. I think he's going to be really difficult to beat. So that's race six, number six, Palawar King. And if you want to have a go at the sprint race, look, this is a trickier affair. We've got Modern Swinger in the one, who's a really good chance. We've got... Uh, a dog by the name of Zipping Remus, a rising star in five. We've got Simply Limelight, who won the race last year and is looking to go back-to-back in six. But Screaming Jet, named after one of my favourite, I think, hunter bands, the Screaming yeah, Jet. Yeah, they are. Newcastle band, uh, yeah. I reckon. Mm. Yeah, Newcastle band. I remember seeing them at my high school <laughs> maybe 20 years ago now. Uh, and I reckon Screaming Jet is the pick. Andy and Jody Lord train this dog. She's a Pearl is retired. I think this guy is going to take the mantle as the number one dog in their kennel. He was stiff last week to not get home. He got done right on the line. It was like 0.1 of a length to Zipping Orlando. Just had to work a little bit too hard early and got overrun late. But I think tomorrow night is his night. Race seven, number two, Screaming Jet. So there you go. They're the best players tomorrow for the New South Wales National Distance and Sprint Championship Finals at Wenty Park. What about Richmond tonight, Simo? Who are we looking at there? Yeah, look, let's try and get a bit of a bank tonight, hey? And why not start with race four, number three? How's this name? Simple Simon. Gee, mm. cop that a bit in me. Yeah, uh, we have Simon said that a bit days. in the Simon. office around here, yeah, mm. but anyway. <laughs> yeah, off the record. Uh, race four, number three. Look, short, shortish at the moment, but just has a really good record at Richmond. 25 runs, 11 wins, 11 minors. Only missed the top, top three in three attempts. That's really good going. Drawn well in box three. 
pretty lucky to win last week. I think with a better beginning, can stomp them tonight. Race four, number three, Simple Simon. And then race six, number three, Redshift Whiskey. Close to a certain price when I had a look this morning. Uh, the favourites come out. I reckon Redshift Whiskey is going to be really hard to beat. She should be near the front. She's got a good record from the white jacket, and hopefully she can get a good run into that first bend, and away she goes. Rightio, thedogs.com.au, the home of everything Greyhound racing in New South Wales. Big races tomorrow night at Wenny Park. Imagine what you could be buying instead for free and confidential support. Visit gamblinghelponline.org.au. Thanks, Simon. Best of luck, Hunter. World Gym Australia. Train for the sport you play. Building the next generation of legends. The award-winning seven-seat Kia Sorento. Kia, official partner of the FIFA Women's World Cup 2023. This is Sports Day. Yeah, welcome back to the show. We're about to get out of here. For those listening through SEN, the driver's seat coming up with Matty McKeldin and Steve Johnson shortly. But let's get into uh, some more texts. There's a ton of them here. Sats? Absolutely. Uh, we've got, hey, boys, um, you can get hit in the head and get four to six weeks, but if you... No, no not really. Can't that. do that one. Just goes to show how great some of our... No, we've already read that about Wally Lewis. Uh, Fozzie in Newcastle. If there's any way possible, Woogie could be on 24-7. I would have every preset on my radio set to that station. A breath of fresh air. Love the show. No, because what happens, Fozzie, if you had that, you'd fall asleep behind the wheel. And we don't want that. Mm. Okay? Um, Hillstorm could be a bunny boiler. Be careful. No. No, she's not. Time for the RLPA to appoint a new negotiator. Bye-bye, Clint. Well... They've asked for Clint Newton to be taken out in negotiations, but they've taken Andrew Abdo out, the NRL, so the ARLC. So Volandis has taken over. Now he's back in the country. And what? What are you going to say? Nothing. What's wrong? Nothing. What's wrong? Oh, mate, Andy. Oh, why do we have to listen to Mudgut's opinion on sport? If Rat says he thought it was a good performance, that's good enough for me. If we're, we're reviewing pies. Maybe I would listen to Woogie. Andy, if that's good enough for you, that's fine. What is your favourite pie? <laughs> Anything. Chicken curry, me. Oh, I don't mind a chicken curry, but a chunky steak. You can't. Don't like peas, don't like mashed potato. It, he didn't ask you. Can't have it. Uh, the fox met Ernie on the trip to the Gold Coast. Love blossomed. <laughs> One, two, seven. We're talking about whether there are actual dingoes in and, New Zealand. And foxes mating. We can't, we can... What? We, we can nor confirm nor deny, we can confirm nor deny... Yes. Because we've got so many Kiwis texting in double eight double three, who are saying, yes, there are dingoes, no, there's not dingoes. <clears throat> so I'm not quite sure. Matilda's veteran, Emily Gil, uh, Gilnick, has said the former players like Catelyn Ford and Mary Fowler, and with Sam Kerr not fully fit, she should still come off the bench. What do you think? Tommy from Sydney, I agree. Mm. I agree. Ease her back in. What, she played 10 minutes the other night? Uh, a little bit longer, yeah. Yeah. Mm. Um, what about, uh, couldn't care less about a peace deal. I'm liking things the way they are. I still like to hear from the players. Um, now, boys, this is from Gundy Gooner. A fox is a, <laughs> is that a vulps? Vulps? I don't know. A totally different species to dingoes or canines. A fox is somewhat dog-like and also somewhat cat-like. How is this a sports show? Oh. <laughs> Seriously. Yeah. So yeah. 299 wants to know how I live with myself quite comfortably. Mm. Ask my wife and my children how they live with me. Right? Yeah. Different story. And, Steve, we can't read. There's a lot of really concerning text messages coming through that we can't read out. 
Actually, we've got well, some... Snackers in Canberra reckons I'm getting an email from HR tomorrow. Yeah, what for? I tend to agree. What for, though? Yeah, probably. You shouldn't have played that TikTok audio about that mum who thinks her kid's a cat. That's upset me. <laughs> this world's nuts. Anything else? Um, I'm looking for a joke. Can you? Oh, okay. Hey, Matty yeah. McKeldin from the driver's seat has just jumped in the studio yeah. quickly. Made some Aussies in action overseas this weekend, Matty, very quickly. Yes. SVG at Indy and uh, Brody Kostecki having a run at IndyCar, at, in NASCAR at the Indy Road Course, which is going to be good too. Well, an Aussie and a New Zealander, boys. Who do we cheer for? Not the Aussie. Oh, yeah, and... You've got to go for Brody, don't you? We're actually speaking to his manager tonight too on the driver's seat. Rightio. From, uh, it's hard to go past Charlotte. SVG, but... He's so good. He's likeable. He's gone. I can tell you that much. Yeah. He's, he is gone. So he skin. is signed under Jamie Wincup's racing team. Is that right? He has been. So they've released him? Yeah, gone. Because I remember an interview with Jamie Wincup. He said, listen, I'm, I'm happy to release yeah. him early from his contract because yeah, I want yeah. him to... Well, it's hard to stand in the way when SVG's girlfriend is also a 30% owner in Triple Eight. Oh, really? Oh, all right. Yeah. Jess Dane, uh, daughter of rich uncle... Right, okay. Mm. okay. Wow. <laughs> so, look, and I think the deal, I could be wrong, and it's yet to be released, but I think the deal, boys, uh, for whatever he's done, mm-hmm. starts with a 16 and ends with a million dollar US. 16 million? Yep. Is that just a sign with the team over there? Yeah. Better yeah. than I thought. I thought he was getting $16 US. That's good. Well, he was earning, from what we understand, he was earning <laughs> about 700000 here, plus performance bonuses, plus... Wow. Uh, plus, so I was um, going to ask you that... Do, each race, yeah. is there prize money? The, the, when, yeah. you, when you drive for Triple Eight, there is, because yep. there's a fair chance you're going to win. So you get a little bit of wedge in the skyrocket when you meet the checkers. Incredible. Hey, quickly, before we go to the last laugh, Donald, who's listening in Florida, says, gentlemen, Sea Eagles, major losers tomorrow night, and the Panthers are huge winners. On Sports Day, it's time for the last laugh with Scott Sattler. I can't believe I just wandered in. I, he's coming right in. He's going to do a set after me. The stage is yours, Sats. Did you read this today, actually? This is actually a joke. This is um, a true story in, in late breaking news this afternoon about that there's a giant. It, it's um, a giant what? who had diarrhoea. Oh, it's, it's, seriously, yeah. it's all over town. Oh, <laughs> You know what? I'd rather listen to this. My son does identify as a cat, but I cannot take him to a vet because I tried that, and the veterinarian told me that Stop because it. he has human anatomy. Really? Correct. That's been the show tonight. That's upset me. Really has. Back tomorrow night as we count down Thursday night football. The Panthers and the Seagulls tomorrow night for our listeners through SEN. The driver's seat with our lovable Bogans, Matt McKeldin and Steve Johnson next. Goodbye.